Blog Talk Radio. I am your hostess, Cynthia, and here at Mama's Pearls, we like to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. We have been celebrating music here at Mama's Pearls for the last few weeks. Um, Last week, we were talking with Marlene Cooper-Williams of I Play Music Live about the healing powers of music. Marlene has been an educator for um, quite a few decades now, and music in our daily lives I feel is such an important piece of our puzzle and why we're here. Um, Music has gone back through as long as had been recorded in, in ancient times and in history as a really instrumental and, um, I want to say vocal, um, but an instrumental part of our culture, just collective culture as human beings. And I've kind of been exploring why. Like, I know why it's personal to me and why I enjoy it and why I love watching my children get up and dance to music and why I just, you know, I love being surrounded by music when I am working or just whenever I'm at my computer, which is a lot, um, I have my headphones on and I'm listening to all sorts of music. And there's something that happens with me on a very personal level. I mean, one, it helps me focus, but two, it takes me on a journey. When we were talking with Barry Coral in in our first talk about music um, called Music Rocks, if you go in the archives, you can find any of the past shows of Mama's Pearls in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. And we were talking with, with Barry about creating your new soundtrack in life and taking a journey with music. And just as there's as many different aisles in the supermarket, there's that many different choices with respect to music. And there's so many different tastes and there's so many different songs. You know, there's just an array of music out there for us to literally just tap into. And as we've seen from other creative groups like the Blue Man Group, you can take pretty much anything in your house and make it a musical instrument. And that is something that I love doing with my children and just experimenting and having them stop and listen to music. And, you know, but in that process is also not to forget the basic, the classic. And part of what I love about Mama's Pearls and part of our our mantra here and things that we look at is how do we take things from the past, generational wisdom, and pass it down, but also repurpose it for our modern world and then pass it on to the next generation to see what they're going to do with it. So my guest today is Mr. David Goldberg, who is a musical composer and has been basically playing music and studying music ever since he can remember and has just been completely immersed in that world, both as a purveyor of music as well as a creator of music. And for me, it's it's watching how he's been working most in his most recent um, debut of his CD 
in taking classical music but having sort of a modern tone to it. So for me, it just strings perfectly together with what we've been talking about, the healing power of music, because his CD is called Absolute Music, and it can be found at www.davidbgoldberg.com or anywhere on Amazon or CD Baby or iTunes. It's available for download as well as in in CD, which is the old tech format for our old dinosaurs here like me. Um, and, you know, what I what I love about it, and I'm going to kind of keep it on in the background. I'm just going to play it from my computer because I've been listening to it nonstop since, since David gave it to me. And what I love about David's personal approach to this CD, because I, I sat down and talked to him a little bit, was that he want, wants you to experience music in its absolute form. And the first thing you'll notice in the, in the soundtracks is that they're, they're unnamed. And I was like, that is so interesting. So when we bring, him, bring David on, we're going to ask him why he did that. So David also, I just have to kind of put this in on a personal level because I've known David for decades, starting way back when, and Melissa and I have known, known David for decades, and I'm hoping Melissa will join us um, on today's show, that I've known him since I was like 11 years old up in my summer camp at um up in my my summer camp and he basically was the the drama instructor not the drama instructor but he played the piano for all like the drama and all the um the camps that we did the shows that we did at camps um i was never cast as you know a, a singing part for obvious reasons and good reasons um but you know i've always known david and he's always been um a, a part of my life so i'm really really excited and happy and honored to introduce you guys all to Mr. David Goldberg. David, are you here? I am here. How does it sound? It sounds good. Okay. And welcome. And I'm also proud to say that I've collaborated with David in creating music because David is a composer of our wonderful Mama's Pearls theme song. So first, thank you for that. David. Well, that was fun. Do we get, can we go uh, get a bloggy for that? Do they have any awards for blog uh, show theme songs on the uh, on the net? For radio, probably for jingles like radio show jingles. And we should get like a blog sure award for that theme song. What do you think? I think so. I think so. How is it for you listening to it? Oh, I love now? it. Especially I have uh, that that kid screaming "Mommy" the whole time. I have a personal connection <laughs> to him, so uh, I like hearing that. Yeah, I think he's, it's he's awesome. the next generation. He's the real next generation star in the family. Exactly, though. exactly. My, and, and my son Jonathan. And you were saying that he's into music also, and, and oh yeah, in a big way. He's uh, very much enjoying uh, learning about music and the theater and musical theater. I think and, it's amazing. And ge- genetics will definitely, you know, play a part in his just having the interest. Because I would think, like a lot of parents, um, if you're not in that world, and I know parents who are performers and parents who are just so not, um, that if you're not in that world, you might not know how to nurture your child who might have that interest. Well, strangely enough, my parents and the rest of my family are not musical, um, not musical very much, but I have a sister who's an artist, and she would play music all the time when I was growing up. So I think my, my interest in music really came from, I'd have to say, my sister. Um, but not genetic. I don't know where genetically it came from because my father and mother are not musical. Um, but we'll see. But they are. One, the, the thing I'm thinking about maybe is one was left-brained and one was right-brained. So maybe. I, and I'm a con- combination. <laughs> I'm a combination of the left and right. 
And so maybe that helps me with music. I think that I've read that somewhere. You're a combo planner. Yes, definitely. Um, so when did when did you basically start playing music? Well, fourth grade we could play any. We took an instrument, and I chose the trumpet. And for the next, I don't know, twelve years, that's what my life was like: playing a trumpet all over the place, going to school on that. And at some point in college, I decided I went to Manhattan School of Music on trumpet. And at some point, about a year and a half into that, I decided that I needed more out of life as far as knowledge. And so I went to N- I switched to NYU and discovered that I really wanted to be a composer. And then uh, spent the next, I don't know, eight years learning how to do that. I have a lot of training. <laughs> right. I, I joke that I have more training than most doctors. But um, <laughs> and that's what's going also. But, going you, lost, but you also have practice because you, yeah. you have written uh, theatrical pieces. So, so what have you actually composed and put out there, and what are you most proud of? Well, um, I'm most proud of the latest CD because that's really um, a work of the, that uses a lot of... There are actually some pieces from old that I've redone on that CD, and they're very new pieces that I've just written. So uh, that CD really encompasses a lot, and I enjoy that. I, I did a very special work with a with a very well-known poet, Stanley Kunitz, called The Wellfleet Whale, based on one of his poems, and I'm very proud of that work. Um, I had a nice performance of a piece I wrote um, based on a Walt Whitman poem, and that was done in New York City. Uh, that was called um, uh, the uh, Give Me the Splendid Silent Sun, and that was a very nice piece I did. Um, I'm, I'm very critical of a lot of my work, so uh, not many, not much of it rises as far as I'm concerned. I'm very, um, I, I, I'm not sure. If a, lot, a lot of the work comes out, and I'm not, I work hard on it, but I'm not always happy with it. But those works I was pleased with. Well, you sound like a typical artist. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know many artists who can, you know, who can do that and be so objective and just fully detached from a from a project and say, "Wow, that was really good." Except with your Mama's Pearl theme song, you seem to love that. I do. That works. That's catchy. <laughs> it does. I love it. But like, what what I like about well, what I like about you, um, your work, I should say, but. Um, in general, it's like you seem to kind of draw from a lot of classic influences. You, know, you mentioned the poem that was inspira- inspirational for you. And I'm curious how you went into the classical space with your latest CD. Well, I always uh, one of my problems is I switch back and forth between <clears throat> different styles of music. I like ro- I like all styles. I like rock and roll. I like theater. I like jazz. And um, growing up, I would switch like I'd have a radio station on for jazz for six months, and then I would switch to the classical station, and then I'd switch to the rock station. And that may have hurt me in some ways, because I'm not focused on one area uh, commercially, you know, as far as um, getting to know that area the best. So I'm a jack-of-all-trades, but at the same time, I think that helps, especially in the theater world, where you need to, to incorporate all vari- variations of music and uh, right. things like that. So I, I'm, a, I'm a mixed bag. I really am. Um, I, well, I, I think I, being pigeonholed is, is is a negative. I think right. we need to be a little bit more well-bodied and full-rounded, you know, right. well-rounded well, and, you know, full-bodied. With the classical <laughs> people who really are straight classical, there's a lot of, you know, the 20th century music classical has a kind of a bad rep for a lot of people because it's too complicated for many and it's just not enjoyable to sit through. Um, it's, it's based on many uh, complicated ideas at times, and that's okay, but there's still a listener that has to sit and listen to it and enjoy it. And uh, most people would rather hear a, be- uh, a Beatles song than um, a Milton Babbitt, you know, octet. So uh, things like that. Uh, I'm con- I'm conscious of all that. I, I cause, because of my theater background, as you mentioned, at camp I was the uh, drama theater guy who did the shows. 
Which, that which is people, awesome. <laughs> well, when you learn about theater, you have to connect to the audience. That's what it's about. In classical music, and especially modern 20th century music, uh, the connection to the audience is not primary for most composers. And that was a problem, I believe. Or, or at least the audience was a very highly um, educated one. And, and that necessarily, that, that wipes out a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wipes out a lot of well, people. Well, it's, it's kind of like playing to the opera crowd. The opera crowd, who the true opera buffs, they, they know exactly how it should be played. And, you know, and if you kind of an off an octave, they'll go nuts at you. Yes, but the, but opera in the 19th century, when you have Verdi and Puccini, those that that was the pop music of the day, and those those mm. pieces are are accessible to everyone who wants to learn them. They're, yes, there may be more, you know, we have that classical uh, tag on them, but generally, the, when you're talking about Puccini and the opera of the 19th century, and, and Gilbert and Sullivan is was you know it was light opera to to those people, but today that seems to be a little complicated for people. Um, but if you know a Puccini opera, if you sit through it. And you get to know that it's not hard to learn those those um, very famous arias, and they're just gorgeous music. It's just fantastic, and, and, and rightly, and it lasts rightly so. I mean, it, it deserves to be around. I agree. I mean, I love listen, and I'm just playing your um, your music now in the background. So just back up. Let me just back up a second, Cynthia, for a second. You were talking yeah. about where does music come from, and how do we get it? How, how is it intrinsically part of our ourselves and our Human nature. Mm-hmm. I I remember mm-hmm. in elementary school writing a, a a paper, I don't know fourth grade something like that, and it was probably about the drums in Ghana, and it made me start thinking about music back then. And one of the things I came up with by myself, I was kind of proud of, is that we all have a heartbeat, and I think our initial mm-hmm. musical um, the, the place where music starts for all of us is in that rhythm in ourselves, and we all have that right. as just being right. alive. And then the world has rhythm, the, you know, the turning of the turning of the seasons and the um, the turning of the earth and the moon cycles. Everything is in a rhythm. And so rhythm is is the most important part and, and I would argue that rhythm is the most important part of music. So I think I think we're intrinsically musical. Like it or not. I think that's beautiful. Well no, even if our bodies like if you ever just kind of lay down and put your, your ear on, on somebody else's body and listen Mm-hmm. You know, and hearing their heartbeat and, um, you know, listening to the, the gurgling in their bellies and um, almost like you can hear, like, the pulsing sound of of our own bodies. I remember being pregnant and having the sonogram on and, like, hearing the heart rate and hearing all the swishing sounds that's, that's going on just inside of us. Absolutely. You know, we're constantly making noise. Um, or it's just like making music. Some are making noise. So there's kind of tooting going around too, but uh, <laughs> I'm talking about that, that intrinsic rhythm within ourselves. I mean, that's why certain types of music right. make us do certain things. Because if you, let's say you're in a supermarket and they're playing fast music, you watch everyone walking. Right. Everyone's walking a little bit faster. That's, I right. believe that's because it's, everyone has a certain heart rate. You know, it's like 60 beats a minute, 70 beats a minute is normal. And when you have music that goes up to 120 beats a minute, that's what gets us on the dance floor. And when you get music that's slower than that, that kind of calms us down. Um, You're talking about healing. You know, slower music or or even music without a pulse can really calm you down. Right, and that's where I found was um, most beautiful about your approach to this CD in particular was wanting to, one, give the listener their own experience to music by not having, you know, names or something else that's kind of a prejudgment projected onto the listener, but also with just your whole um, 
your your whole theory about music, which I'd love for you to to talk a little bit more about. Well, I think that theory started. I mean, I, I I've been thinking about it a long time, but it really came to pass after I had stopped writing for a number of years, and I my father passed away, and I had to go to the temple with my mom. Although I'm anti-religion and not a religious person, I went to temple, and I was sitting there. And that music, when they started singing some of those prayers, it, it got to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was wondering why, because I don't have a connection to, you know, God with a capital G. But the music, and, and then, uh, you know, it just, you know, you sing in an adult, you know, some of these prayers, and I, I've heard them all my life, and they just, they get to me. They go right up my spine, like any other great music does. And I was curious, is it, is it the religious connection, or is it just, what is it? And then, and it was funny, a couple a uh, month later, I was sitting, it was Christmas time, and they were playing crack carols, and I had the same kind of reaction, because I like Christmas carols. I played them as, as a trumpet player. I used to play them all the time. Right. And so I knew it wasn't the Jewish thing. It wasn't the religious thing. It was the music thing. And I started thinking right. about music and where where it is, and I, I found that you know all religions have music. All people of the world have music. It's the one thing that really connects people. And I found that music is, the, is if you go deep into music, there's a divinity in music, there's a purity on a low or high level, whichever way you want to look at it. And I started thinking about that. And I thought about all the ways uh, composers had been naming their music. And once you name them, and that, that was a tradition started back with Beethoven, uh, and even earlier than that. Um, he would He would have extra musical ideas in his um, symphonies. And that was radical for the time, and that started the romantic era of music, or the classical era. You know, when I, um, when I was thinking about today, because I knew, um, in speaking from you, and you basically inspired the Pearl of the Day for our show. Today's show is called Chime In, and the Pearl of the Day is Epiphany Symphony. Mm-hmm. And from a little bit of research, Beethoven actually this to say about music in connection with our spirit and being a divine source. He says, music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. Music is the electrical soil in which the spirit lives, thinks, and invents. Well, you know, Ludwig was the man. He was, the, you know, my favorite composer probably. He uh, really straddled the... Um, he brought the romance into music, he, the the emotional content he really explored. And he, he had a tough life, obviously, and he really lived it. Um, I'm not a Beethoven scholar, so I don't really I can't get too much into it. But right. um, what was the what was I going to say about that? Yeah, the divine in music is um, it starts also. You go back to Bach also. Um, right. If you study the Bach chorales and how he does music, there's, there's, what it does is you take math and you can. It's almost pure math. In some of his um, music, if you if you look at it, but the math translates into music, and then the music translates into an emotion, and that's what I was feeling when I talked about sitting in temple, hearing this music, and and thinking about how music relates to all the re- the religions of the world. Everyone sings music, and they're religious. Uh, to me, the the music itself is is a form of God, the small G. I'm right. not gonna, I don't want to bother anybody, with, you know. Getting upset about that. <laughs> so, and it goes back and forth. God, and then I turned it around, and I said to myself, "Well, gee, God, in a sense, is music also here on Earth." And right. I really felt good about thinking that way. And I didn't want the CD, the music that I had been writing, um, to have any kind of other influence as far as, it, but except the music. Now, and people listening to it, and you had the same experience when you wrote me an email. Right. Right. Um, people have all experienced the music on their own level that I've written, and that's terrific. And they all come up to me and say, they sort of say. 
you know, it sounds like it's a movie score, or, or this should be this should be done as a movie. And you said something that was great that it should be an ice skating um, background. I, that's I what I that. totally picture. And, I love and I've, that. And I'm actually I'm, I've been trying to upload that track because it just totally got me. And it's track one on the un, un, untitled tracks system. And I love that you have thirteen because thirteen is a lucky number. And but you said that that was it. What that wasn't your goal. It just came out at thirteen, which is fine. But I think you know, on a deeper level, yeah, it's supposed to be your lucky number, so it is. It um, and um, that tra- that first track just totally pulled me in, and I just, you know, I really sat back. I had my headphones on. I was at my computer, and I just really wanted to experience this the way that you intended, which is saying, where is this going to take me? And it took me right to, like, the world championship of ice skating and seeing a couple and going through this whole experience. And and I'm actually now almost sorry that I said that because it projects my thing onto it, you know? But that's okay. Um, you have 13 different right. tracks to, to have a different journey on each one of them. And that's why that's each true. track is quite different than the others. Um, That's I, I very wanted different. True. I wanted different soundscapes also with each track. Yet it's the same that hopefully my own DNA is involved in the composing of each one. So it doesn't sound like it's another. It's totally, I, totally different. But they are pieces that are from me. But it's except, except you, you go on a sort of a journey through the CD, uh, or thirteen little journeys, if you will. Right. Exactly. And you said, and I totally, when I hear and I people totally say that to me, feel you on that. Yeah. When, I, when people I say totally that to me, feel you on that. That's exactly what my goal was on the CD, so I think um, I, I succeeded. And I've had that uh, written about, and I'm very happy about that. So. Absolutely. And, and right now we're going to hear a little bit of... And Jim! <laughs> Melissa! Hi, guys. Hello, Melissa. Hello! Oh, my God. Goodness, miss hearing your voice. Everyone, this is our co-hostess, Melissa Goldberg. Obviously, um, you might think that Melissa and David are related, but they are two Goldbergs of no relation. (laughs) There there are plenty of us around, no relation. I was going to say, but we're both fine folks, I have to say. (laughs) Good examples of Goldberg. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? Awesome. So we've been chatting with David about his new CD, which is Absolute Music. It's a modern classical um, CD with 13 tracks, untitled tracks that I just love. So um, it didn't, it's not uploading for me here, which is just so annoying. I went, but on, the, I I went on his website yeah. I was looking mm-hmm. around and playing around a little bit. I was on David's website. Right. The CD is not uh, uploaded to the website. There are other samples right. of my music there. But you can go to um, Amazon has samples of, a, of each track or iTunes. They all, you can all play like 30 seconds of each track and get an idea. And um, cool. you can download it there also. If you want to actually buy the CD, I recommend going to uh, CD Baby. It's cheaper there. <laughs> but it's just, you know. I- all right, so let me play a little bit because it, it just popped up. So, because you guys all know how technically savvy I am. So, here's a little bit of the first track on the CD, which we were just talking about. Enjoy, everyone. Hang on.
that's just a little, little snippet. And sorry, David, I'm sure you're probably, like, freaking out about the, about the sound quality. So I hope it comes no, but through, actually, like, amazing. Actually, because it's it's recorded in a certain way, it is good to, to sort of crank it up on good speakers or headphones. It sounds it, it just right. adds it definitely adds to it. I was never mm-hmm. an, a serious audiophile before I started working with, on this piece. But now I've... Um, I listen to every sort of headphone possible and speakers, and uh, it's something you can crank up. I, I, a lot right. of people have heard it in their cars, and I don't recommend that necessarily, but uh, a lot of people do listen a lot in their cars. But, uh, oh, yeah. That's, a, a, that's a huge pace now where you know people ex- experience with music, and I find, like, especially when I go on road trips, excuse me, like it's all the more important to have music that where you can still kind of pay attention to the road but still takes you on a transcendental journey well i i would hope that at least um one listen would be at home in the in the dark you know uh listening concentrating without any um interruptions or car horns beeping at you <laughs> undivided yeah, attention or like little kids screaming mommy like in the yeah. mom's puddle <laughs> so maybe, maybe a late at night with a glass of wine and uh maybe a little bit you know and so you can crank it up on the headphones I think it's beautiful. And and the other thing that I love is, like, you hear all these different sounds mm-hmm. um, throughout the the CD. And tell us a little bit about the the program that you use to help put it, compose it. Well, I, I'm a fully trained, as they say, I, you know, don't, I'm a fully trained composer, so I learned orchestration, um, all the instruments that to, to, uh, need to be done from the orchestra. I've written pieces for orchestra, um, and I love doing that. I just, um, I've actually orchestrated a, a show, a musical also. Um, so I'm very aware of that. And that helped, what happened with me was, was playing the trumpet when I was young. You have to sit in the back of the orchestra and sit and count a lot of measures. So I got to sit and right. listen to all the other instruments and got to learn exactly what they sound like and what they could do while I was doing that. So orchestrating right. came easy to me, and I enjoy it very much. And then um, I bought myself a Mac a couple of years ago. You know, there's my dog barking in the back. It's another um, form of music. Oh, yeah. I love barking dogs. <laughs> um, so I bought this. I bought a Mac, and I, I learned how to play their program called Logic. And uh, with that, there's a ton of instruments and instrumentation that you can use. I mean, literally thousands of instruments you can buy it for, the, for that. So I literally had all these things at my fingertips to use, and uh, my experience with an orchestra has just, just was made it easy for me to uh, expand it and a lot of fun to um, whatever kind of sound I wanted in my head, I could sort of find and, and get it. it. It took a while, but um, each sound is carefully so considered. Cool. and. And uh, and also each each track has a whole uh, as, as I said before try, I try for a different kind of sound um, world or a soundscape um, uh, that that comes from almost like listening to a lot of the Beatles where it, every song in the Beatles is different uh, as far as orchestration right. and that's George Martin being a genius uh, I don't I don't think I can do that but he um, he showed that each song you know when you when you listen to a lot of rock and roll you're hearing the same guitar drums and bass on many many of the works and after a whole CD of that you can get tired of it. Um, so I wanted to vary each track and uh, do things a little bit differently, and I think I did that with, with this CD. I, I think you uh, definitely accomplished that. As far as, as, far as the technically, that. technically, most of the work is done on the computer, um, which is fantastic. It's just uh, unbelievable, and um, it's a program called Logic, as I said. Uh, and I also I, I write the work mostly on paper, you know, in, in a manuscript. Then I transfer it to a program called Finale, which is a notation program. And from there it goes into logic. So I sort of have three steps to get these works done. And, and most of these pieces are not uh, were orchestrated from other pieces. And uh, um, the piece you just played was actually a piano piece um, uh, called "The Fantasy for Piano," 
and um, I transferred it over to, uh, I orchestrated it, and I, I presented it as, as on a CD. So cool. <laughs> I think it's so cool. For anybody listening live, we're going to stop streaming live, so you'll have to just come back, but we're going to close out for the next, like, I think I, I get an I think I get an added bonus, like, five minutes or so um, to just uh, close out with, with David. So um, where can people find your CD again, David? Uh, again, if, if you want to buy it, I suggest going to uh, cdbaby.com, which is a wonderful site, very trusting. You can you know find it. At, it's called Absolute Music. Um, you can find it there. That's the cheapest way to actually buy the CD itself. If you want to just download it, you can download it almost anywhere, including Amazon and iTunes. They have it. So I recommend downloading it. The, the um, I going along with the fact that I don't want. Uh, to influence the music itself. I, I have a very simple cover for the CD, so downloading it, you're not missing much on the cover art. Um, right. Uh, so downloading it, fine. You can go listen to samples also at, at iTunes and uh, Amazon. And where can people connect with you? Uh, I have a website, www.davidbgoldberg.com. Uh, there's email there, and I'm on Facebook. And I appreciate it, Cynthia. Oh my God! This was so so fun. It's like we'll a have to do another another half hour of stories about you at Camp Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> you and Melissa. Yeah. I just saw camp. I saw a fellow camper last night at a function for work, which was nice. awesome. Yeah, camp it's was awesome. a wonderful camp was a wonderful experience for me because I got to do music and theater, and at the same time I was studying my composing. My teacher had lived up in Rhinebeck, New York, and I I studied during the summers with him while I was at camp. So it was a fantastic time for me. I really had a good time. And um, hanging with you and your sister. I don't know why Valerie didn't call in today. I know. I told her about it. She was, she was running around today. I was like, okay, we're going to have everybody crank calling David on the call. And, of course, <laughs> your, your mom and dad, who I understand she, uh, Gail and Larry call, have called into your show. Oh, yeah. So, Oh yeah, they they've been guests. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for you to come, um, and we've been waiting for the, the a, CD to jo- drop. It's been a joy watching you grow up too. I mean, from I don't know, eleven to I remember you were fifteen playing volleyball, going through law school. I mean, all the all the stages of your life that I've seen certainly yeah, have been pretty there for amazing. That. And um, it's, it's been remarkable. Well, what's even more remarkable? I mean, yeah, you, you you've caught me in some pretty interesting times. Well, again, that's, um, that's for another even, show, I think. That's for it. That's for the reverse interview, which I would totally be be into you doing. We'll have to create like a whole musical narrative just for that. Um, but like, what's interesting now though is because um, you know we were neighbors in when we lived in the city, and now we're, we're neighbors out out here in Long Island. And um, now it's like watching our kids go grow up and go through the stages together. Exactly. And you know, and hopefully all all of our kids, you know, Melissa's three, my two, your one, like, you know, if they find themselves in camp together, that would just be amazing, talking about, like, the whole cyclical <laughs> nature, generational nature. It does come around. I'm just hoping we all end up at camp, too, somehow. <laughs> We're going Although to I'm, camp. I know. I'm definitely going back to camp. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going back to camp. I'm okay. going back to camp. I don't know how either. Like I, I can't sing, so there goes teaching people music. Um, I can't play volleyball anymore like I used to, so there goes being the volleyball instructor. But I think we could find something useful to do with ourselves now. You have experience. Well, we are the camp mother. I, well, I was just going to say we also <laughs> used to have a camp radio station. Mm. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. All over the campus. 
That would be really funny. All right, so before we let you completely off the hook, Homie, I want to get into my come tell mama questions with you. Okay. So, what is your luxury indulgence? My luxury indulgence? Mm-hmm. Well, I probably shouldn't say this, but every couple of weeks I go play poker up uh, at a casino. That's my luxury. I find that, I find that many composers and musicians have this uh, like to gamble. Almost all uh, the composers I know really are serious about it. And I, I like to go play poker. That's my luxury indulgence, definitely. Interesting. I mean, if you said, just, indul- if you said just indulgence, I would say McDonald's, but you said luxury. So. <laughs> well, okay. So, which of the following three would you pick if you can only pick one? The best sex of your life, the best meal of your life. Or the best sleep of your life? That's funny. I just said to my wife, I like to try all three at the same time. (laughs) But which one would you pick? Well, I have to go for the best sex of my life. Yeah. You're a guy. (laughs) What What is your speed? Wait a minute. What would you pick? Uh, Depends on the day. (laughs) Um, But I would kind of lean towards meal. (laughs) What is your favorite movie genre? Hmm. Comedy, romance, horror, action, sci-fi, period, musical? You know, I used to like horror movies, but I don't like them anymore. They scare me too much. Um, Can I say musical comedy? Sure. Okay, I'll have to say that. When it comes to food, do you prefer sweet or salty? Uh, sweet. I have to watch my salt these days. So. No, definitely sweet. I, uh, my dad used to like salt. It was funny. He used to salt everything. And my son loves salt, but I'm a sweet. I like sweet. I'll take chocolate over over uh, salt. Me too. What do you consider to be your most beautiful feature? My most beautiful feature? Uh, it, it used to be my hands. I used to have very nice hands. I don't know what's happened to them, but I was I, I was pleased with them. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the best advice that your mama gave to you? Hmm. I had wonderful parents. I have wonderful mother, um, and I think just how to how to love one another. That's my that's my parents, uh, and how to laugh. Those are the things my parents gave to me. That's awesome and beautiful. Again, you can find and connect with David. Hello? Hello, I'm here. I think uh, Cynthia lost us. We're cut. How are you, Melissa? Are we still here? I'm the good. Air? How are you doing? I'm good. I, uh, it's so nice to hear you. I know, and I'm so happy you have um, such good work success. That's awesome. Must be an exciting time. I'm trying. It's been frustrating because I'm not getting many reviews for it. I'm not getting any reviews for it. I had one, um, someone, one, some person write about it, which was great. But I'd like to get some more reviews of the piece. It's tough. You know what? It's tough because I was going to say, I have a bunch of friends who have published books, and I feel like there's more exposure with books because people go to bookstores and there's just ways to promote books. I just never really hear about music. No. And the classical music field is really in the toilet. Um, my friends who, who, I mean, like the Chicago Symphony can't even record anymore. They, can, they don't have money for recordings. I mean, 
it's uh, it's bad because you know it's partly their own fault, but partly it's what music it's competitive and also downloading for free has really hurt everybody. So right. the, class, the classical world is um, very difficult, and I think even any any recording is tough right now. But um, they've uh, it's it's difficult, and the writing and it's funny because some of the writers are more popular than the composers now. They have more power. So oh wow! That kind of stinks. But I'm, as I said, I'm trying not to be cynical. That's okay. That's okay. You know, it seems like a lot of music is put on TV shows these days. I feel like if there's songs that are popular, I think I heard it from a TV show. So right. Oh. Definitely a whole new. She playing us out. Mommy. <laughs> playing us out. So. Mommy. Mommy. <laughs> 